0: To give, show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Come K KFA. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all of you smart marks, I am the longest reigning co-host of k Avenue, k Focus, and welcome to K-Fabe Avenue After Dark, where we give you the best in news and reviews of the wrestling world, and today we're reviewing AEW Dark Episode number 62, which dropped on November 17th of 2020. Now, this is a brand new Dark. And what do you mean? And you're probably asking yourself, what do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you. Dark starts off with a brand new intro and music. It seems like TK is slowly getting serious with Dark. I mean, could this mean that, you know... All this production upgrades for Dark mean that Dark may move to cable? Is this the season premiere? If so, they should have marketed it like that, you know, and tell us that they there were going to be changes. So, we have Taz and Excalibur on commentary welcoming us. Apparently, they are filming AEW Dark during the tropical storm that was hitting Florida. So, and... It ha- and it did affect the recording of dark in two spots, and I'll let you know which one it is. But let's get into the matches, man. That's I mean that's why we're all here, right? Let's go. On, let's go straight to it. So the first match we have is a trios match. We have Bishop King, Sean Mulata, Joey Riley, and at- being put together for the first time both bishop and sean have been featured in dark recently and are great workers go check out my previous uh podcast on the on dark where you can hear the reviews on some of their matches and for some reason i don't remember joey Riley, but he looks a lot like buddy murphy so anyways they're facing the gun club Which is consisting of Billy Gunn, Colton Gunn, and Austin Gunn. Now, Colton is making his AEW ring debut. And they are competing as a trio for the first time. And for those who are wondering who Colton is. Well, he's none other than the older brother of Austin Gunn. That's right. Billy Gunn has two sons. And they're both wrestling. And so far, only Austin Gunn has a real contract. But... You could definitely tell that Colton will eventually get there and have his own contract and start dressing just as just as his father and his brother. So let's get right into the match. So Colton starts the match off with Sean and, you know, Colton has a size advantage as we see Sean for the Anoy family go toe to toe with the oldest gun son colton is still a little green but you can te- definitely tell he can still go i'm sure in a couple of months him and austin would be a great tag team in the, the tag team division um as of right now he's not there yet but hey a couple more matches in dark a couple more matches on dynamite uh, uh some trainings i'm pretty sure he'll be just as good as his uh younger brother so, anyways, Colton tags in Austin after a quick two count and the gun club it starts off the match with a lot of quick tags to wear down Sean. And Sean is able to tag in buddy, I mean John O'Reilly to <laughs> have an exchange with Austin. One thing that I want to point out during that that during this exchange that Austin goes to trip Joey as he is running the ropes. This is something that most wrestlers set up But never actually do Most of the time um, When their opponent does a, a drop down They usually hop over it And nobody ever gets tripped You know, it's, it's one thing that you see Over and over again That people just hop over the drop down Never gets tripped So it, it's like Why are, are, are we doing this spot anymore? And now It seems like They are starting to start to trip people and I'm all for it. Let's switch it up. Let's stop hopping over the drop down. Let's start, you know, actually make sense of why we're actually dropping down when, you know, when somebody's running, running the ropes. Because at the moment, every time you dro- run, run ropes and drop down, it's basically the same thing over and over again. So shout out to these two for actually doing that. It's It was really a good idea to do it and uh, who knows maybe we'll see more people start to do it so afterwards um joey retreats to the outside of the ring and then uh, comes back in and tags in bishop king now billy tags himself in as he wants some of the tall bishop king and they look around the same height bishop seems excited to be able to get into action with billy gunn However, Bishop is not playing friendly at all and kicks him when they get into the corner. Billy then hits him with a couple of closed fists when Audrey wasn't looking. Billy tries to run the ropes, but Sean kicks him causing an distraction where both King and Gunn throw a clothesline at each other. Now, they're both knocked down and they're trying to get this hot tag. You can hear the, the crowd or the wrestlers on the side of the ring try to hand them up. Billy tags in Austin, Bishop tags Joey, Austin dodges Joey, strikes and takes him down for a two count, then Austin hits a quick draw for the win, now for those who are wondering what the quick draw is, it's Austin Gunn's finisher, where he does a hip toss and transitions it quickly into a neck breaker, it looks very good, I mean the timing could get a little bit better, but hey, as an innovative move, i never seen that. I say keep doing it until you actually get it perfect. I mean, let's let's not forget that Austin Gunn is still a rookie. You know, he he's he's not completely as solid as his as his father yet, but he's gonna get there eventually. Just have patience. The Gun Club is now one and zero in trios competition. Hopefully, they'll start to put more trios together for a trios division. It was good to see Colton's first match in AEW. Hopefully, he will be featured on More Dark in the future. Now, after the match, Lance Archer comes out and um Choke slams uh O'Reilly onto the outside to Sean and King. Jake the Snake cuts another great promo. Lance does the same thing tells the crowd this is going to happen every week and says that everybody will die including him but as long as he's last he's going to make sure that he's going to put everybody in AEW to speak to sleep now now that promo gave me chills because you actually felt that what Lance was saying came from the heart this is what he wants to do he wants to be the top guy and he wants to make sure that everybody knows that lance archer is coming for them now the next segment that we have is a uh, aew debut from travis titan and it's against absolute ricky stark who is ranked five with a 12 and 2 win loss record in the singles competition? Now, Agogo, Anthony Agogo, the boxer that AEW has recently signed, has joined Commentary. I'm waiting on when they're going to make him do anything in the ring. Um, it seems like Anthony is very great spoken on the mic when he does Commentary. I would love to see how he does with a promo or even has just one match on dark give us one thing just one now an interesting note is that teams has has now taken the four and five ranked spots in the singles competition right now brian cage is currently ranked number four and starks is ranked number five it will be interesting since they have to compete each other for the tnt championship well, that's what it seems like right now, since Kenny Omega is the number one contender, and it will most likely face John Moxley on the first week of December. So we'll see how that that goes about. So anyways, it'll they start uh, grappling with uh, Matt Work, Travis Tice to take advantage, but Ricky Starks won't let him. He tries to go with a draw kick, but Ricky deflected it. It seems like Starks has an answer for everything that Travis tries to do. And Travis really, really tries to make a comeback, but it was caught with a a backdrop. Starks hits the ropes, delivers a high impact spear for the win. And this match is over almost as quick as this review of it. Ricky is now 13-2 and two in the singles division. And Ricky Starks dances his way onto to the match. Another great match by Ricky Starks. Showing him why he's ranked number five. And who knows, maybe after Dynamite, he could be ranked number four. We'll see what happens. So next we have a singles match. We have the bad boy joey janella who is four and six in singles um uh 2020 versus marco stunt who is now currently 11 and 9 in overall 2020 that includes single matches tag matches and trios now sunny kiss accompanies joey's to the ring Jurassic Express obviously comes out with Marco's stunt as they start this in the Outlaw Mud Show bullshit match. Last week, Jurassic Express faced the Jersey Boys, the bad boy Joey Janella, and Sunny Kiss. And I'm going to just say it there should be a featherweight division for both of them. There's lots of spots and funny antics, but it works very well for this match. You could tell that they've worked each other a lot of, for a while and a bunch of times. Now, Joey doesn't take Marco serious and Marco starts to get the advantage which leads to Marco trying to go for a diving tornado TDT to the outside. However, Joey Janela reverses it and basically gives him a spinning suplex which means that he caught him and spin him around three times before finally landing that suplex on the floor. It was a. It was. A, I must admit that was a great spot. I would love to see that more. And then uh, Joey basically tosses Marco back in and hits two brain busters back to back as he starts to dominate this match. Now Joey goes for a power bomb, but Marcos reverses it into the hurricane rana as. Joey, uh, goes to the outside due to the Hurricane Rana. Then all of a sudden, Marco hits a uh, Dragon Rana from the apron. And those who are wondering what that is, a Dragon Rana is when you do a front flip into a Hurricane Rana. And it lo- and it looked like Joey landed on Marco's ankle as Marco starts to favor his ankle. However, that doesn't stop Marco from going to the top rope. However. Joey Janela catches him and hits him with the Avalanche Amityville Horror for the win. That move looked like it completely knocked Marco out. It was kind of scary, but it seemed like he was okay. Joey Janela is now five and six in 2020 singles. After the match, the Jersey boys help Marco stunt up as they all pose in the ring, as this is all friends wrestling dark And they go to the back Now the next segment is uh, another bubbly commercial So while they have their commercial, why don't you listen to our commercials? And we're back with our coverage of AEW Dark, episode number 62. Now, we this next segment that we have is a Piper's Pit style segment called The Waiting Room with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Now, it is an obvious set placed waiting room where Rebel, not Reba, welcomes everyone and and welcomes... Uh, Britt Baker. Now, Britt Baker is currently ranked number five in the women's division. And basically, this whole segment is basically her just doing her promo game about all the things that are happening on AEW currently, right now. She talks about AEW games and throws a jab at Audrey, who's doing the mobile games. Then Steve talks about Eddie Kingston's loss at Full Gear and how he likes to focus on styling his eyebrows and turning into the Green Power Ranger instead of focusing on the title win. Now, with that being said, I wonder how Eddie Kingston feels about those type of comics. I wonder if he's going to send the bunny to attack her soon. We'll see. So, after that, she talks about the bucks versus f t r and how they stole the tag team championship belts and is doing like their book says killing the business you know just another quick jabs here and there. So she then moves on to Cody, who is claim who says she who she says is living his own American nightmare after losing the t n t title and says that Cody Rhodes should probably debut the Cartoon Network Championship next, since uh they're running out of networks that he could be a champion of. I wonder what Brandy would have to say about that. I mean, but then again, Brandy pretty much is fighting a war on many sides with Jade Car Carheel and um Anna J. So, will she try to go after Britt Baker now too? We'll see. So she hypes out. And uh, brings out her guest which is TH2 And she asks them how TH2 is going to get their gold And TH2 says they're going to make a statement Says that the Young Bucks have turned the tag team division into friends facing friends And it's nothing but politics While they've been in AEW as long as Cody Entrance they also make fun of Brian Pillman Jr. And say they're tired of the political game. And it's time for them to remind everyone who they are. And the first victims that, that will, will be. Will be the Bucks friends. SCU. Then they start to leave. And Britt Baker ends the segment. I thought it was a great segment. Um, Britt's showing off her personality. And get, having TH2 with some mic time. It's good to see that they're taking TH2 serious. Hopefully, we can see them featured on Dark and Dynamite more often. As right now, they're in a feud with SCU. Now, speaking of SCU. The next match that we have is Kaz. Who is currently 26-18 and in his AEW career. Which includes singles, tags, and trios versus Griff Garrison, who is 1-6 in, in 2020 singles competition. Now, I haven't seen him and Brian Pillman tag up in a couple of weeks. I wonder if they're drifting away from having Griff Garrison tag as Griff Garrison comes out looking a lot more muscular. It seems like he's been hitting the the weights hard to try to be a more bigger version of jungle boy now they start with a strong lockup kaz and uh garrison and they go back and forth with submission holes and they trade momentum until kaz hits a strong clothesline now it's impressive that griff garrison is able to keep up with kaz who is a 20 plus year veteran even though kaz starts to uh nominate the, ma- the match the griff garrison tries very very hard to make a comeback they start to do a striking contest until kaz smacks griff then griff hits a stiff elbow following another stiff elbow and following up lastly with a big boot and it looks like griff is about to win but kaz instantly kicks out with a two count kaz hits a cutter and then leads into the SCU Death Drop for the win. Kaz is now 27-18 and 18 in his AEW career. And like I said, Griff Garrison is starting to look more like a superstar every week on Dark. And he already has one singles win. So it seems like they're going to keep him around in AEW, which is always a good thing. He's a great worker and I would love to see more of him. Okay, so next we have a women's division match. We have Rain Victoria making her AEW debut versus the super bad girl, Penelope Ford, who is currently 9-5 and five in singles competition and ranked 3 in the power rankings. Now, Rain comes out with a crown of thorns. And Penelope comes out, however, Kip and Miro are nowhere to be found. Now, the match starts, and Penelope basically kicks the shit out of Rain Victoria and instantly starts to dominate the match. Penelope hits a gut check for a two count. Now, Rain still hasn't gotten any momentum in this match. And Penelope Lee goes for a cartwheel splash to the corner, but Rain dodges it and gets one kick in, just one. So afterwards, Penelope Lee goes for a springboard cutter and botches it, and it looked very bad, even from the angle where it tried that they try to make it save it. That, that it wasn't it wasn't gonna fix anything. Thank God that this wasn't. The finish to the match at this point, though I didn't want the match to end. Penelope hits her signature Fisherman suplex with a brid- bridging combination for the win. Not gonna lie, this is a boring match. I would have had betted rain. I would have betted that rain would have been the one to botch, not the one who is currently ranked number three in the women's singles competition. Penelope Ford really needs to clean up her style if she wants to stay in the power rankings because she definitely has the look and the it factor. She just needs to tighten it up a little bit and uh, uh, measure up her steps when she hits that cutter. Penelope is now 10-5 and five in singles competition and we'll see where she ranks next week. Now, let's cleanse our palate after this uh, match with another word from our sponsors. We're back with another match. Now, our next match is going to be Brandon Cutler, who is allegedly, allegedly two and three and two in 2020 singles. Now, I'm going to need a fact check on that because he's been on a long losing spree. So, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't always with Peter Avalon. So if you guys wanna go back and check all his matches to figure out if that's actually his uh, win-loss record, which I highly doubt, but let's not stay too hung up on that. Now we have, now he's facing Ryzen who is currently zero and two in singles. So basically we have the Bucks best friend. Versus Matt Hardy's best friends. And PPA. Pretty Peter Avalon. Is watching the match. Now. It seems as though. Brandon is starting to be booked to look strong. He has. He starts to do lots of. Big moves. Lots of good striking. Lots of kicks. Um, it's starting to look like he's more of a. A uh, more well rounded wrestler nowadays since he picks up these two wins. Um Ryzen starts to gain momentum. Taz makes another terrorizing joke, which makes me think that Cody is just feeding him lines like Vince used to do um everybody for all the commentary team. So basically, Ryzen and Brandon go back and forth with strikes and kicks. Ryzen hits a front suplex for a two count and goes for a flipping senton from the top rope and cutler gets his knees up and starts to gain the momentum cutler hits gets rising on the top rope and tries to do a jumping hurricane rana which i'ma say brandon please don't do that again you almost injured yourself and you and thank God Ryzen was smart enough to try to turn it into a body scissor hurricane rata, but you almost broke your neck. Don't do that again. So either get your hops up or just forget about that move altogether. So Cutler goes for his uh gut check for the win. He is now quote unquote three and three and two in twenty twenty singles competition and then they shoot towards Pretty Peter Avalon Complaining and being all sorts Of mad about it Now this like I said this was a good Showing from Brandon Cutler Um he needs to stop Doing that it is like I'm gonna be honest this was almost a perfect match For Brandon But I hit, him, hey even rising to it He he looked pretty good too in this match I'm not gonna lie It's just that Jumping Hurricane Rana if you can't jump all the way to the top rope like that To get to put your legs around Ryzen's neck Don't do it Don't risk a neck injury Trying to do some stupid shit Now Let's move on to this match Because I'm already mad This is two botches In AEW dark And back after back matches Okay Let's move on So we have the returning tessa price who is currently zero and one versus legit layla hurst who is currently zero and two now this is tessa's second match on dark and she was pretty good last week uh, when she debuted let's see how she fares against the former tokyo cyber squad member legit layla hurst now layla As I mentioned in the past, had matches against Sheeta and Sharina, and is looking for her win. Now, Tessa has the height advantage, but Layla is definitely stronger of the two. Layla is also very, very technical, as she used to be an amateur wrestler. Now, this is a really good match, especially from two competitors that are new to the roster. And this was definitely miles better than the previous Roman match that we had of, what was their name? Penelope Ford and, what was the other one's name? Hold on, hold on, let me go look, go back and look. Uh, Whatever her name is. So anyways, like I said, this was a pretty good match. Miles better um, than the previous match that we had. You could actually hear Layla's forearms as she starts to beat Tessa in the corner. Layla can definitely be the Shayna Baszler of the AEW Women's Division. If she uh, cleans it up a little bit more. And Layla goes for her panted walk-up top rope springboard muscle. And puts Price into the cross arm breaker for the win. Now Layla is now one to win singles, which I mean she, hate, which I think she has signed the contract. Now that she got a win, hopefully we'll see more of her, as she's always entertaining to have on Dark. Now the next match that we have is TNT versus Jurassic Express, who is eleven and five and ranked number four in the tag team. Last week, TNT debuted on Dark, and they were very impressive against Chaos Project, even though they lost. Now, I still can't tell the difference between Terrence and Terrell, but I highly think that's exactly what they want, and I'll explain why. Now, Jungle Boy and Terrell start the match, and Terrell can definitely go with Jungle Boy. They have a very, very quick exchange until... Terence tags himself in Then Luchasaurus tags, tags himself in And manhandles Terrence with his 65 million year old Chops and kicks Terrence starts to fight back And eats a spin kick um, t- Which leads to Terence Rolling outside of the ring As Lucha tags Jungle Boy in Now The reason why I say They don't want you to tell the difference between them is because TNT does a little bit of twin magic, and now Terrell is the quote unquote legal man in this tag team match, and Jungle Boys goes for a baseball slide. However, Terrell pushes him into the barricade. Now Taz makes a comment that they always look identical, even from young, despite them not being twins. Now. TNT starts to get the momentum. Jungle Boy starts to fight back and hits them both with clotheslines, and then tags does a hot tag to Luchasaurus, who is starting to clean house and goes to the double choke slam, but TNT both drop kicks out of it, sending Luchasaurus into the corner for a Jungle Boy tag. So TNT catch Jungle Boy and hit him with the 3D power bomb for a two count. They go for another double team move. However, both uh, uh however Luchasaurus choke slam Terrence as Jungle Boy locks in the STF. Terrell taps out for the win. Jungle Jurassic Express is now 12 and 5 in the tag team division. Another great match from TNT and, and Jurassic Express. Like I said, I really really hope AEW signs TNT. They're great in the ring. They have good chemistry, being that the fact that they're brothers, and they can go. They could work, and I would love to see them face other tag team. Like one of the tag teams I would love to face actually has. The next, the next match So let's get right into it And tell you about My new favorite tag team In AEW The Acclaimed Who is currently 2-1 and one In tag team competition As they face D3 And Angel Fashion Who is making their tag team debut Now D3 and Angel Fashion Has been featured On AEW Dark recently However This is their first time teaming together so we'll see if they can pick up the win against the Newly signed The Acclaim Now The Acclaim comes out And Max Caster basically wraps And this is the three And Angel Fashion with hashtag bars So after after the great might work from Max Caster uh, The five star tool player Anthony Bowens and uh, Angel Fashion start the match Now Bowens Quickly get gains the momentum Bowen runs the rope And again A wrestler does a trip Which means that Angel Fashion trips Bowens So that Dropping to the floor actually means something And it isn't all for show So Fashion then hits a leg lariat On Bowens and starts to gain Momentum As Bowen kicks up off the apron and Mac, Max Caster starts to beat him on the outside and then plants him with a vicious backdrop onto the apron Now Bowen tags in Caster and starts giving him a big elbow the video feed starts to desert as They are still filming during the tropical storm so this is one of a couple of videos distortions that happened during while they was filming during a tropical storm but however angel fashion was going to go for a tag but Max Caster catches him before he could even actually get there Bowman gets the blind tag as the acclaim starts to dominate angel fashion and now fashion desperately needs to make the tag now he dodges dodges a strike from Bowen and tags d three in, who I'm gonna just call the Roman Darby Allen, cause let's be honest, that's basically all he is. Now, Bowen hits a fireman's carry into the neckbreaker and tag against the tag and caster. They hit two tag team moves, which are called the acclaim to fame and the critically acclaimed for the win. Now. They are now 3-1 on in the tag team competition They should definitely be f- facing the Young Bucks Instead of Top Flight Hashtag just saying So uh, like I said The claim is a, going to be a great tag team Bring presence Great technical ability Max has to got the mic What could go wrong Let's get into the next match. Which we have a single a women's singles uh, match between a returning Alex Garcia, who is currently zero and one versus Eva Lease, who has a eight and three 2020 overall record. And before we even talk about this match, can we please give Eva Lise and Diamante women's tag belts? They're, just, they're, they're already a, the most dominating women's force on the roster currently. Every time they have a tag team match with somebody, they instantly get the win. I think we need to start giving them more legit competition and give them something that they could fight for instead of just having random matches on the dark that really isn't doing much for their singles uh, rankings, right? So hopefully, we'll get some belts soon. I know TNA just decided to bring back their knockouts, tag team belts. So who knows what's going to happen. AEW, you should have pulled the trigger when you had the chance. Now, but let's get back into this match. So Alex uh, Garcia is coming back from the Beauty and from a couple of weeks ago. Lee starts the match with a stiff elbow and they start to exchange chops. and this already looks like it's going to be one of the best women matches of the night. The main streak of Ivalice paired with the ability of Garcia makes this a match of definitely watch. Diamante also interferes a bit giving Ivalice the advantage and Evelisse starts to dominate the match even though Gracia starts to try to change the momentum Evelisse hits a beautiful real naked chokehold slam for the two count and, and then Gracia hits a backstabber but fails to get the cover however she does her comeback and puts Evelise on a second rope for an quote unquote area code collision. I'm pretty sure you can figure out which San Diego area code it is that I'm talking about. So, and almost gets the three count and Ivalice. So then Evely starts to come back and hit the flatliner, and it almost seems like sees uh, bleeding and Ivalice then hits the snap near rollover kick for the three count now. This was, Like I said, this was a great match If I was TK Which I'm not But if I was I would definitely have Gracia turn heel Ditch the pink And join Ivelisse and Diamante I feel all three of them on a, As a stable Will be a force to be reckoned with And give them the tag titles And have one of them go after the main title Don't see what's so hard in that Pull the trigger, TK. So next we have an NWA division women's match. We have Thunder Rosa, who is three and one overall in uh, 2020 AEW, and, and she's against Lindsay Snow, who is making her AEW debut. Now, Shannon Moore. Oh, I'm sorry. Lindsay Snow comes out. And then Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa comes out strong as they start to trade with uh, trade momentum with train grappling. Thunder Rosa shows why she's one of the hottest females uh, in the free agency currently. They are very quick pace even when they're not grappling. It's very impressive that Lindsay Snow is standing there toe to toe with Thunder and what is another great NWA women's division match And it basically turns Into a hard hitting Gritty match Thunder Rosa locks in the rear Naked chokehold and Snow Impressively gets up With it locked in And rush and smashes Rosa Into the corner Now Rosa is not Letting go and Snow decides to go to the other corner And slams her in there and then Rosa's finding Let's go, However, Rosa goes up to the top rope and hits a, darbo, a double arm drag, and then follows up with the Thunder Driver for the win. Rosa is now four and one, and will face Serena on Dynamite. Another great match from both competitors. Never seen Lindsay Snow before, but she can work. Hopefully we'll see her more on Dark Thunder Rosa. What else can you say about Thunder Rosa? She's legit, and uh, you know, let's get into the next segment, which is a segment we have from Pretty Peter Avalon, and he is currently in a car, getting chauffeured around as he's picking up his date, and he tries to um, entice his date with uh, various beverages. And snacks However She's not with it And then the driver Instantly slams the brake On On the car And tells him to stop harassing his ride passengers Or get out And Peter Avalon's basically say, I'm PPA Pretty Avalon Pretty Peter Avalon And he says he's gonna give him a one star And decides to leave So now i'm liking this new gimmick from peter avalon it's funny i think that you know this gimmick is gonna make him go far in this in naew because it re- basically reminds me of like i said before the old christopher walk-in snl skits which was funny um and he's also a pretty good wrestler so hopefully This catapults them past the librarian issues that nobody liked and into something that the fans would like And with that being said, let's go hear from our sponsors one last time as we go into the double main event Alright, so keep it locked And we're back with another women's match this is a co-main event we have Kylan King who is currently 1-12 versus Big Swole who is the number one contender for the women's title and is currently 11-4 and 4. now Kylan King seems to have changed her gimmick and is now going by the Queen of Crazy now side note I don't know why they didn't Decide to have her be called the King of Crazy. Since her last name is King. And you could have put Crazy with a K. And this, and you know, Kylan King is KK. And King of Crazy is KK too. Missed opportunity. But let's not get into that. Let's get into the match. So King recently got her first win. So there's a chance that she may be part of the AW Women's roster. And expect... And I expect uh, Big Swole to be part of Dynamite and AEW Dark for the f- foreseeable future. Because as she's the number one contender, I'm pretty sure they're going to start to set up a match between her and Sheeta. Now, this match, I'm going to say it's very, very good. This is probably the best match that Swole had on AEW so far. And... Basically, hold on, and it's but it's basically obvious who's going to win, and it's definitely not Kylan King, but let's not get into that. So they start the match off, they locked up for what it seems like forever, they get locked up in the ring, they roll outside of the ring with the locked up, they went around the ring with the lock up until they almost get counted out, to which they break up the lock up and start getting back into the ring. Now, after that, they have an exchange of words, which was pretty entertaining. Swo ties to Big Boo Kylan King, but Kylan pushes her leg back, and Swo does a split and comes right back up and starts dancing, showing a great deal of showmanship by Big Swo. Now, Swo runs the rope, and Kylan trips her. This is the third time on Dark that they've done this, and now it's starting to look trivial. Um jump jumping over the drop down do it sparingly you don't have to do it every match like once like one match is enough to to do that make sure that you know we're not doing the same thing over and over for each match you know, but anyways, Swo got her in the waist lock after that and almost hits the dirty dancing on Kylan and she was so close. I would say she was like an in inch close of hitting the dirty dancing on her. As, she, as Kylan starts to roll out the wing, Swo starts to follow her, and Kylan throws Swo into the ring post as the feed breaks for a second time. As, like I said, they're filming during a tropical storm. The feed comes back, and Swo swan- slams her into the barricade. Now, Swo still seems like she's still dazed from hitting the ring post, but gets back into the ring and tries to go for a slingshot cutter. However, Kylin King sidesteps her and then starts to get the ground pound on her They trade a momentum back and forth and Swo hits a headbutt and a flatliner Now it's not looking good for Kylin King And Swo um, basically puts her in a cloverleaf that transitions into like a lion tamer like cloverleaf as King taps Swo is now 12 and 4 in the women's division as he starts to dance as the segment ends. Next we have Darby Allen comes out with the TNT championship, calls out Starks, and Starks who is sitting at commentary, starts to go to fight him. Case comes out and it looks like they're about to jump Darby Allen until Cody decides to make an appearance. Headset and all, suit up and hits Cage with a chair. Stark doesn't know where to go. Is he gonna get hit with a chair, or does he wants to feel the Dumbtack uh, jacket of Darby Allen? Well, Stark decides to go to the ring and basically gets beat up by Darby Allen, and eventually Stark rolls out the ring as Cage and Stark retreat to the back, hyping their Dynamite match. Um, it was pretty good. I think this segment, you know, it, it goes to show that Cody's willing to go to, to their secondary show to try to break, break some waves, get some more people watching Dark, which also, like I said, makes me think that Tony Khan is taking AEW Doc a lot more serious. So, now for our main event, we have Jack Evans. Who is currently one and one in singles 2020 versus Christopher Daniels, who is now 12 and 14 in his AEW career, which includes singles, trios, and tag. Now Jack Evans comes out with Angelico, and Daniels comes out at, with Taz. Pretty obvious that they was gonna do that. They start grappling, going back and forth on the mat. It's a very impressive how they are both able to count on each other as they know each other very well. Daniel starts to gain the momentum and dominate the match. Not much too, not too much high flying from Jack Evans until Angelico starts to interfere. Giving Evans the chance to do a diving spin kick for a two count. And that diving spin kick looked so awesome. You have to go check that out so now evans is now in control of the match and repeatedly delivers kicks evan does a Komora lock but daniel starts to fight out evans throws him outside of the ring so and go can interfere however kaz was not having it guarding daniels and warning and go to stay away from his tag partner christopher daniels now Daniels gets back into the ring and does a blue thunder bomb, but it's still too weak to pull the cover, but he still starts to make a comeback. Now Daniel sig- signals for the angel wings on. However, Evans reverses it and then hits the standing sky twister for another two count. They both get up. They both hit each other with a clothesline and they're both down as the ref starts to count to ten. Once they both get to their feet, they start with a striking contest, chops, kicks, what have you. It goes back and forth where Daniel eventually hits the flatliner into the Koji clutch. Now and Helico gets on the apron to to uh, interfere to make sure that the referee doesn't see Jack Evans' uh, tap However, Kaz instantly pulls him off And Heligo tries to interfere again leaving, um, leaving Jack Evans to do a schoolboy with a flip over bridge for the win Now that's hard to say now, Jack Evans is now 2-1 and one in the singles competition as TH2 starts to celebrate as Dark comes to a close. This was another great episode from AEW Dark. Damn near to two hours. Um, like I said, you need to go check out The Gun Club, a trio's debut. Watch that Joey janello Macro start match um also watch the Britt baker segment um watch the claim versus versus um A- angel fashion and um what was the guy's name oh yeah 33 and tnt versus jurassic express i like basically watched everything because there was only like two matches that were bad this whole episode was pretty good it, like I said, it seems like TK is starting to get more serious into the, the developmental um, show and like that. And, you know, that's always a good thing. It's good to see brand new stars actually get a chance to do what they love and show off their talent. And that's what we're doing on AEW Dark. And with that being said, this episode comes to a close. We have... Let's see let's see where can you find me um you can find me on Instagram username is taken try another please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel watch all the videos like and comment um listen to us on Apple podcast and Anchor podcast as well go listen to the chaotic dreams podcast and listen to my other solo shows and our group shows as well. And there's going to be various upcoming episodes from not only me, but from AJ and uh, EA as well. So keep, keep it locked on Fave Avenue, where we get, like I said, we give you the best news and reviews in the wrestling world. And with that being said, Johnny, I'm hungry. Let's take a bite out of that. Oh, I hear ya. Table for two. Save me a bite. And guess what? Johnny Hungry.